It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And once again we go, this time for week commencing January 21, 2024, WIA National News. WIA Yota Committee member Alec VK2MV joins us, along with WIA Affiliated Clubs Coordinator Angelo VK2NWT and WIA Director and Company Secretary Peter Klee VK8ZZ. All in this edition of news from your Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the north and northwest of VK7, it can be heard on Voice Repeater VK7RDR 439.775 MHz. In the Olveston area on HD Digital ATV on 445.775 and worldwide via the VK7AX video stream courtesy of the BATC at 9am local time. I'm Tony, VK7AX. Uh, Good morning, this is WIA Secretary Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. Please excuse my rough voice as I was hospital for two weeks over the Christmas with COVID and related issues. Having now been out of hospital for three weeks, my voice still has not totally recovered at this stage. Uh, The membership database that issues the renewal notices for the WIA has been plagued with issues in the past. The WIA have moved to utilise a new domain name for renewal notices and you should see renewal notices being issued from our at wia.au domain already. Membership anniversaries will now shortly be moved to the beginning of the following month, currently noted on the database. Please log on to your membership account using the Memnet portal to check the current status of your membership. The current database used by the ACMA to record amateur licences will no longer be used for individuals and club call signs once they move to a class licence on the 19th of February. The WIA are now looking at producing a call book for use by amateurs. The Board of the WIA are currently considering what information will be included in the call book and the option of opting in or opting out of inclusion in future editions of the call book. The September-October edition of Amateur Radio magazine had some issues which have been referred to the printer. These issues included paper creases, ghost images and poor colour reproduction and a number of other issues. The Board apologised for these issues and have noted an improvement in the November-December edition. Please email the editor with any issues that you may wish to raise about the quality of the magazine. We are currently looking for an application developer to assist the IT committee with a number of projects. Any members who are proficient in application development are encouraged to contact the Secretary. Finally, I hope that everyone had a great Christmas and New Year. This has been WIA Director and Company Secretary Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, wishing everybody a happy, healthy and prosperous 2024. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print 
when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Hi everyone, this is Angelo, VK2NWT, WIA Affiliated Clubs Coordinator. In the coming months, your club's public liability insurance policy for the 2024 to 2025 period will become due. As you'll be aware, the WIA has negotiated a very significant discount for public liability insurance for all WIA affiliated clubs. In the coming months, the WIA will be contacting all affiliated clubs with details and instructions for your club on how to renew its public liability insurance policy, which will be due in early April. An important part of the insurance application will be advising the WIA of how many of your club members are also current members of the WIA. Now, a general reminder that in order to qualify and maintain WIA affiliation status, at least 25% of your club's membership are required to be current members of the WIA. Most clubs easily comply with this percentage, however, some may have fallen behind for a number of reasons, but it will put your club at risk of losing WIA affiliation status and the public liability insurance discount when it's due. So in order not to miss out on this significant WIA benefit, please check your club's WIA membership numbers, that they are at the required level, and equally important, that your club's contact details are up to date so that we don't miss out on contacting you. You can view the link to the WIA policy on club affiliation in the text version of this segment. If you have any questions about this issue or WIA affiliation in general, then please don't hesitate to contact me by email at vk2nwt at gmail.com. This has been Angelo, VK2NWT for WIA National News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, international news with VK2LAW Jason. Hello, IARU Monitoring System December Newsletter. Last month's edition of the IARU Region 1 Monitoring System Newsletter has been published. From this issue onwards, they announced that some videos about the discussed signals recorded during the issues month will be included. This adds a new and welcome dynamic to the reports, enabling you to see the characteristics of the intruder and or interference source for yourself. The newsletter and further information about the IARU activities may be found at iaru-r1.org. Doreen Bogdan-Martin ITU Secretary-General mentioned amateur radio in her speeches at the WRC 23. In the opening remarks, Doreen recalled emergency communications. It is amateur radio operators who are able to send damage reports in the epicentre of an earthquake when all other communication channels were down. At the closing remarks, she reinforced the technical experimental aspects of the service. We also saw a well-supported compromise for amateur radio community and of course it's always terrific to see how active that community is. These WRC outcomes will help them continue to experiment and explore with new technologies as well as a supporting technical competence development. A total of 151 member states signed the WRC 23 final acts. A record of the decisions taken at the conference, including both the new and revised provisions of the radio regulations. 
It represents the agreements on revisions to the global treaty governing the use of radio frequency spectrum both on Earth and in space. The agreements reached at WRC 23 are a testament to the unwavering spirit of cooperation and compromise amongst all our members said Mario Manowitz, director of the ITU Radio Communication Bureau. Navigating the complexities of spectrum sharing to update the radio regulations has helped us forge a path that provides a stable, predictable regulatory environment essential for the development of innovative radio communication services for all. Amateurs in Germany, who are using temporarily allocated frequencies on 160, 6 and 4 metres, as well as Class E licence holders being allowed to use the 13 and 5 centimetre bands, have been given a six-month extension from the telecommunications regulator, B. Netzer. The announcement was made in the regulator's newsletter, which noted that the extension expires on the 30th of June 2024. Until then, all licence, class, polarisation and power restrictions remain in place and use continues to be on a non-interference basis. The extension permits the use of 1.8 and 2 MHz on weekends for contests. It also grants continued use of 50 to 52 MHz and 70.150 to 70.210 MHz. Vulcan Centaur triumphs in maiden voyage, Peregrine Lander faces lunar setback. Vulcan Centaur, a new heavy lift booster, successfully completed its inaugural flight. However, the mission took a bittersweet turn as the Peregrine Lander, set to be the first American spacecraft to touch down on the lunar surface since 1972, faced significant challenges shortly after separation from the Centaur upper stage. Originally planned for launch in 2019, the Vulcan program encountered delays, however the January 8th launch marked a significant achievement. Powered by liquid methane and liquid oxygen, the Vulcan Centaur demonstrated successful flight, a milestone for American orbital rockets using this propellant combination. While the Vulcan Centaur celebrated success, the fate of the Peregrine lander took a dramatic turn. Initial reports suggested a promising start when Peregrine separated from the Centaur and established communications with ground control. However, soon after enabling its propulsion systems, the lander faced difficulties maintaining its orientation, leading to a rapid depletion of its batteries. January 8th showcased both success and setbacks in space exploration. The Vulcan Centaur's triumphant launch demonstrated progress in rocket technology while the Peregrine struggles highlighted the inherent difficulties of space missions. As technology advances, the Moon remains an enticing destination, with the upcoming Nova Sealanders launch in February offering renewed hope for successful lunar exploration. The events of this day remind us that, despite the challenges, the pursuit of space exploration continues unabated. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Who listens to radio? This is Doug, VK2DCR. Hi, this is Ian, VK3BUF. I'm Dave, VK4DAK. 7-3 from Graham, VK3GL. 
I'm Bob VK6 POP 73 Paul VK5 Papa Alpha Sierra. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with VK4 FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. Now, Contest Operating 2024. Ross Hull Memorial Contest. Running on VHF and above. Now, the month of January. You nominate the best seven-day or two-day period per category. Australia Day Contest. This contest is encouraged amateur radio promotional activity around the world and is designed to encourage friendly participation and help improve the operating skills of participants. It is held on the Australia Day public holiday, 26th of January. Amateurs here in VK will endeavour to contact other amateurs around the world. Some VK operators will be using the AX prefix to celebrate Australia Day, as is wanted by many amateurs. Scoring is distance-based and calculated using four-character grid squares. The 2024 CQ Worldwide 160m CW contest takes place from 10pm on January 26th until 10pm on January 28th. Times are UTC. This test is intended for amateurs around the world to contact other amateurs in as many US states, Canadian provinces and countries as possible on the 160m band. ARRL DXCW Contest, February 17-18 New Zealand's Jock White Memorial Field Day will be 24-25 February 2024. The definition of acceptable overseas contacts has changed to Oceania, as defined by the DXCC list. These changes have been made to better align the rules with the contest objective, simplify scoring and to use a defined geographical boundary. Dick's window to the world. Cleberton Island is an 8.9 square kilometre uninhabited French coral atoll in the eastern Pacific Ocean, west of Honduras. Well, it is inhabited until about February 1, and you can talk with TX5S. Look for TX5S QRV for 16 days from January 17 on 160 to 6 metres using CW, SSB, RITI, FT8. 6 metre EME and active on various birds. QSL via the TX5S instructions. The Worldwide Award 2024 has been running since the 1st of January and will finish on the 31st of January. The event is being held in celebration of the 150th anniversary of the birth of Guglielmo Marconi. The Worldwide Award combines CW, SSB and digital mode activity from special event stations around the world. Real-time award tracking for chasers is available at the link in this week's text edition of WIA National News. Special event call signs include stations from Canary Islands, Greece, Sardinia and Venezuela. VI-100MB is the call sign for the Manly Ringa Radio Society to celebrate its 100th anniversary of its formation. The station closes next month, the 25th of February. QSL via Logbook of the World and EQSL. Listen throughout the year for the special call sign 9A100RKZ, marking the 100th anniversary of the Radio Club Zagreb, which was founded the 24th of March 1924 in Croatia, 
QSL via 9A1 ADE. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with VK3GTV. Cole. Hello, Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. In the UK, Paul Affersmith, M0PLA, has achieved the coveted Mountain Goat Award for gaining 1,000 activator points in the Summits on the Air scheme. M0PLA completed his mission on the summit of Polebank on the Long Mind in Shropshire. The feat took Paul over seven years following his debut activation in December 2016. For more information about SOTA, visit sota.org.uk or check out the many adventure groups, including VK SOTA, shown in this week's WIA National News script. Get your poter on! In the world of parking, listen for 8P9CB from Barbados, IOTA number NA021, until the 25th of January. Many of his activation sites are also POTA sites, listed on 20 through 10 metres, where he'll be using CW and SSB. Now, parks a little closer to home, Marty, VK4KC, joins me. The administrators for Parks on the Air in Australia continue adding more locations to activate from. The focus recently has been on state forests as well as national and state trails. We now have 700 state forests in the system and will continue to add as not all have been entered. We have only scratched the surface with 30 trails in the system and we have many more to add. The advantage of trails is that most of them are over 50 kilometres in length so there are many locations along the trail to choose from for the activation site, even from the comfort of your vehicle as the rule for trail states that you have an activation zone of 30 metres from the trail. Total number of activation locations in Australia now is just over 7,500. All are welcome to participate as an activator, hunter or both. If you would like to participate, start by creating a free account at the poda.app website. Come on! Get your poter on. Thanks, Marty. Next up, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, revisiting WRC. Lunar Communications set at WRC 23 is a future item worth keeping our eyes on. This future agenda item first will look for new allocations to the Space Research Service in the Moon that initially included 70 centimetres and bands where some applications like EME potentially could be restricted. Again, due to the teamwork shown in December, the UHF aspect of this item was modified to exclude 70 centimetres. By this way, the educational and experimental moon sounders build in partnership between universities and amateur radio institutions will continue to be developed on this band. SatNogs is an ambitious project to catalogue satellites and collect the data they transmit. October last, SatNogs logged their 200 millionth telemetry capture from the French research satellite UVSQSat. This 200 millionth frame was received by ground station M0GKK. Now you too can explore the network 
and recent observations, or even build your own satellite receiver with a Raspberry Pi and RTL-SDR and then contribute to the SatNogs project, which is brought to life and expanding because of the unceasing collaboration, devotion and ongoing contribution of its community, comprised of a vast network of space enthusiasts, radio amateurs, university teams, etc. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA. Matt, DL4MM, is active from Aruba now until January 31st. Participation in the CQ160CW contest will be as P40AA. Outside the contest, activity on all bands 160 through to 10 metres on CW, FT8, FT4 and SSB. QSL via club log OQRS using home call again, which is DL4MM. CB0ZA de-expedition equipment cleared for shipment to Robinson Crusoe Island. The CB0ZA de-expedition to Robinson Crusoe Island, part of the Juan Fernandez Archipelago, number 58 on Club Log's most wanted list, set for February 10th to 24th, cleared a major hurdle Friday, January the 12th. The de-expedition's Chilean logistics leader, Guillermo, XQ3SA, reports that the team's two air freight shipments cleared Chilean customs are now at the port of Valparaiso and scheduled for shipment by cargo vessel out to the island. As WIO National News regulars may recall, de-expedition leader and organiser Marco, CE1EW, tragically became a silent key back in November, and the continuation of the project was in doubt. Members of the team made the decision to proceed with the project in celebration and honour of Marco's memory. Stay tuned for CB0ZA coming to a band near you in February. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Maritime, including ILLW News. ILLW, 17th and 18th of August. There's only two Australian and New Zealand lights planned and advised to WIA so far, and they are... AU0102 Point Charles Northern Territory, Darwin Amateur Radio Club, and NZ0001 Cape Campbell, ZL6CC. If you're planning on activating a light, let us know so we can add you to the list. Worldwide Special Interest Groups QRP, self-spotting website. The QRP cluster enables hams operating low power to self-spot for others to work them. Low power is fun, but especially if we manage to make QSOs or contacts. QRP signals are usually weak and easily missed in noise and interference. That's where the idea of creating a QRP self-spotting cluster, where every QRP broadcasting enthusiast can announce on which frequency they're working, in which mode, or with what equipment and power that they're working. Check it out, qrpcluster.com. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers, Yota, Youngsters on the Air. WIA Yota Committee Member Alec joins me now, and again, congrats on your exam upgrade and your new call sign, VK2 Mike Victor. Thank you, Cole. The WIA Yota Committee is tasked with building a pathway to amateur radio for our youth, as well as encouraging our own membership to welcome youth to the hobby. Currently, the committee consists of Steve VK6SG, myself VK2MV, and Pete VK2LP. WIA Director Peter Klee VK8ZZ is involved as the board representative. The goals of the committee 
The goals of the committee are to coordinate the WIA's efforts into encouraging youth to enter our hobby and more importantly, to remain in the hobby. The committee is doing this by building a strategy to help clubs encourage youth into the hobby and their membership, engage with the scouting and guide movement, and to engage with education departments across the nation to bring awareness and encourage participation in our great hobby. The WIA Yoda Committee is looking to expand its membership to include a representative in each VK call area, including VK9. We need individuals in each state to assist in forming our strategy and to encourage locally with clubs, scout, guide groups, and education departments towards our goals. Anyone who would like to be more involved in this initiative and the WIA Yoda Committee, please contact Steve VK6SJ, the WIA Yoda Coordinator, on the details in our text edition of the news. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2MV in Sydney. Now back to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. On to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. And it's off to the ACT. This is David, VK2DU. As a member of the Hume Region Scout Fellowship, set up specifically to get more amateur radio into the scouting program year-round, I attended the Adventures Activity Summer Camp in the ACT at Camp Cottermouth over the weekend of 13th and 14th of January. With activities such as hiking, canoeing, whitewater, rock craft and other horse riding activities over eight days. My role was to support scouting members through training their foundation licence. Supported by Zane, VK2ZZS, with his scout hall on wheels, fully equipped with amateur radio station and antennas. There was four youth members and one adult who were keen to do the training and sit the assessment, coming from as far afield as South Australia, Newcastle, Southern Sydney and even Queanbeyan. They participated well, learned and really enjoyed the activities, even going back after we had finished the exam to play some HF with Zane into the evening. I wish them all the greatest success with the exams on their way to AMC for processing. Yours in scouting and amateur radio, 73, it's David VK2DU. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, video, ATV, SSTV and other forms such as YouTube. I'm sure by now everyone is aware of the video version of WIA News compiled each week by Bevan, VK5BD, on his YouTube channel. However, there's also podcasts available for just about every aspect of ham radio these days. But who would have thought to having one to explain how to build a junk box? Not only build, but maintain. Maintaining a junk box, a collection of odds and ends that can be used in future projects and repairs, is a time-honoured practice among hams. Every ham radio junk box has to start somewhere, though, and the cover story of the January-February 2024 issue of On The Air, A Fine Mess Starting Your Junk Box by Eric P. Nicholas, KL7AJ, offers advice about how to do just that. The January 2024 episode of On The Air podcast digs deeper by going on location to the workshop of W1AW, ARRL's Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Station. Station manager Joe Garcia, NJ1Q, welcomes us into his working space to show us some real-life junk boxes and discuss how they come in handy. You can view this podcast on YouTube with details in the text edition of WIA National News. And that's it for this week for me. Catch you next time. I'm Col VK3GTV. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. 
on the beautiful Sunshine Coast of Queensland. It can be heard on 146.825 and 146.850 MHz FM local repeater output frequencies on Sundays at 9am local time. I'm Marty, VK4 Kilo Charlie, the Mad Dog. 2024, it's a date. Now, clubs are welcome to email text along with audio for this section and details of all WIA-affiliated clubs and societies can be found on the WIA website, including email addresses and website links. And as WIA-affiliated clubs coordinator Angelo VK2NWT said at the top of this edition of WIA National News, please, would all club secretaries, check and make sure your details are correct. So, coming up, February 1, Skark History Lesson at 7.30pm, Seaford Meadows Scout Hall. Barg Ham Fest happens the 4th of February. That's right next door to the Barg Club Rooms at the Ballarat Airport, 10am on Feb 4. Redcliffe and District Red Fest happens April 6. WIA AGM, May 4 and 5 in Bundaberg. National Volunteer Week happens Monday the 20th to Sunday the 26th of May. VK5, it's Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale, Saturday, October 26, 10am at David Roche Park in Kilbourne. And finally, Spark Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17, Eastbourne Primary School, Alambi Avenue, Rosebud. Now, until next we meet, you're up to date. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio, and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.